Hello, Athletic HQ family, and welcome back to the Athletic HQ podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and we are recording episode 10 as we speak, Um, and I particularly wanted to record this episode because we are amidst the coronavirus pandemic um, with a lot of businesses being affected, including mine, a brick and mortar personal training studio and having to um, innovate in this time and obviously do everything that you can to stay active within your community and stay active as a business and as a brand. And I thought what a great way to take account of what's been going on in in my head and obviously what we're doing for just for years to come because this is a truly incredible experience. time with, you know, changes in the business and changes in society that uh, I've never seen in my lifetime. And I hope that it's not something that we see again. And it's meant that in the space of, you know, 10 days, we've gone from a fully operational business with uh, with clients coming in every day and finally starting to build up some, some momentum uh, with the business and with the staff and everything to having all of that you know, essentially taken away and you've now got to innovate. And I like the idea of, of innovation and running on adrenaline and, and trying new things because I'm very sporadic and, and creative. They're the things that I uh, do best with, those types of scenarios. Where it gets a little bit trickier is in that implementation. So when you've got a great idea, how do you execute that idea and make it and make sure there's systems, particularly when you have staff. I think when you operate operate a one-man show or one-woman show, um, you can just make a change tomorrow and do that and execute that change. But it's important uh, for me anyway to try and be a leader for the other staff members so that we can obviously all have a, a similar vision to understand why we're doing what we're doing and, and how we're going to execute and most importantly, provide an amazing service. It's not something as a business where you want to become a charity where you hope that people will just, you know, keep paying their membership or whatever. It, it's like you want to do your absolute best to provide an amazing service uh, and for those clients who aren't as, you know, economically impacted to obviously be able to um, still help them. And that that's when things sort of shifted for me because once uh, clients and friends and people that I knew that were close to me started to lose their jobs or have uh, partners who had their jobs affected and all these types of stuff, it, it really it really made me change my perspective on, on, on the situation for a moment, more so in that uh, this is going to have a very, very lasting impact that's not just health-related. And and whilst there's one hat of trying to build up the business and make sure that the business has enough, um, you know, health to survive, so you look about a business's profits is like it's um, sustaining health over a period of time. I look at it like it's a child and that we need to make sure that it keeps getting food. But at the same time, there's this you know, system, this community that's relied on you for so long and has given you so much to be able to even be in the position to have a studio that needs your help more than ever. And it's very interesting seeing how, you know, when you produce, say, free content or um, at-home workouts, I think the big distinction previously was that when you do something for somebody for free is that there's always a, a lesser value attached. And so people want to pay the premium to get the best quality service. But it was actually about how do I produce the best 
quality, the best service, the best thing that I can and get it to our clients as cheap as we can? Can we give them free, you know, YouTube training tutorial series, which we've sent out with, you know, home exercise programs. And it wasn't just enough to offer, you know, virtual personal training because for some people, even continuing personal training is a luxury. So coming up with, you know, a virtual class, you know, program where, we're putting in maybe three times, maybe 10 times the amount of hours, to be honest, um, creating content, editing content, uploading it to YouTube, running classes than we ever were before and offering it for less than, you know, what one of our casual classes used to cost. And so trying to create uh, these economic, like these viable scenarios for clients is, is huge. And I think if you're an, um, you know, another health practitioner, or if you're somebody who's listening, who has a business, you realize that in this time, uh, it is important to give as it is to receive and that, and that there needs to be a, a, a balance, a ratio between the two. And that's not to say you should give out everything for free and, and not be able to sustain a living because businesses need to be able to survive this and come out the other side and be able to still service clients and, and people have kids, mortgages, etc. But with every spare minute that, that I've spent uh, stressing or reading absolute nonsense online or trying to you know, like trying to take my head away for five minutes, whatever the activity is, it's about how can I channel that into producing some content because, uh, and and delivering something for clients because I've realized that um, that time that is spent stressing or reading articles or learning stuff about what's happening overseas, I can harness that same energy and put it towards something that I'm creative and passionate about and deliver it to clients. And whether you make money on it or not, you're, you're developing a community and a network around you and the, and the brand. And then therefore if, and it feels really good, like particularly when a client or somebody that you know has, has really appreciated your efforts and, and said, you know, very nice things about what you're doing. You start to, it's a bit, a bit more proof to you that you can continue doing what you need to do. And this doesn't matter whether you're a plumber or you're, a, you know, a dentist. If you can try to help people, I mean, it's 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 a very fulfilling feeling and it's something that I think will help give you motivation to then therefore, you know, work for those paid services because ultimately everyone's going through different battles at the moment. And, uh, you know, as it was put to me before is that, you know, I think a lot of people at this stage, you know, I might have said it before, we're at the end of March, March 28th, you know, people are saying this could be, you know, six months in terms of its total duration and course. Uh, and that's not, obviously take into account the economic impact after that. And so really it it feels like you have to sort of reinvent yourself, reinvent your um, ability to earn money. And, and it's sort of like starting again, but with that comes a sense of liberty and a sense of freedom. And whether that means you're stocking shelves at, at Coles and you've canceled all your direct debits and you're, you're staying home a lot more, whatever the scenario is, uh, that you have available to you now, it's, it's about executing on what you can and survival, getting out on the other side of six months and still being healthy and able to, you know, have a roof over your head, etc. These are humongous wins. Whereas I think initially when this first started to become more um, prevalent in our community and a bit more, you know, common speak is that it was like, okay, well, how can we still be profitable? How can we um, still build the business? How can we account for this, that, and the other? And then it became more and more, um, you know, important about how much we have to actually do just to keep ahead above water. 
and that's not to put a dampener on it, but it's just the truth. We, I think a lot of people are considering this to be a, a short-term thing, something that maybe in a few weeks' time they won't have to, you know, keep doing the online Zooms. They won't have to keep running virtual classes. I think this is going to be here for a while. And even when it does subside and people are returning back to society, it really depends on the business as far as, you know, the client uptake and how people are feeling. And so it's just a, it's just an interesting time. On top of that, uh, I do feel like any effort that is spent you know, creating online services or upskilling yourself or trying to create systems and things that you hadn't done before is going to pay dividends in months and months to come. So right now, I know for me in the last, uh, you know, 10 days, I've spent more time in the studio than, you know, a whole, you know, month. I reckon more hours collectively within the studio throughout the whole week because you just don't want to leave. You're thinking of ideas, you're on your phone, you're just constantly in the in the building and, and you're not getting the financial uh, return per se in the moment because it's so much drafting, it's so much thinking, it's so much, you know, um, trialing and testing that it can feel quite disheartening. And this is the case for a lot of uh, small businesses and also sole traders in that you put in all this effort at the start of your business uh, for little return uh, because of the amount of effort you're putting in. It's usually disproportionate to the sales. I don't mean that you don't make any money in your first six months. What I mean is that you'll do things in those you know first six months that you will go above and beyond for every minute. You'll make sure everything looks perfect at every moment. You've got a very clear, uh, you know, careful attention to detail with little minute things because you want to put your nervous energy into something constructive. Um, And the same thing sort of applies now with this new, uh, you know, virtual space in that when you're starting out, you're just, you're sending all these particular personal messages and emails and, and connecting people and speaking to staff and creating, you know, you know, workout templates and everything. It's just go, go, go a million miles an hour. And you're not even doing it with a, peak sales pitch you're doing it just to even um, get clients interested in your new service and that's where I think um, it's really important that you can stay focused and keep delivering because people start to you know come around it just takes time to process that whole thing and so what it's meant for us as a studio is that we are no longer you know going to be open for the foreseeable future which means that it's quite uh, eerie. I mean, we're in here, uh, myself, Colin and Narelle, and we we have a good time when we're, you know, around each other and brainstorming, obviously keeping social distancing for all those listening. Um, but it's quite strange to have the white uh, gates closed at the front with a big padlock, which is one thing that I've done, mostly because I fear that, uh, you know, with with Kmart and other places having absolutely zero, you know, fitness equipment, and then I've got a, a showroom full of it. I was just nervous that people would want to break in and steal stuff. So I said, you know what, I'm going to close the white gates, which is something I haven't done in in a long time. But just visually, I think it does something to the psyche when you see, you know, your baby and your studio, beautiful thing closed down with these big gates this big padlock um it's so it's almost like symbolic so it's kind of it's going to be very um like a weight off the shoulders when when those gates get reopened which would symbolize i think when clients are able to come back into the studio you know freely and it's you know it's it's not a um it's not socially unacceptable for them to be there i think that's going to be a very powerful moment for us as a business to do that um just that to to 
to think that we've gone through such an incredible time and we're only at the start now. So we're, we're not over any humps or we haven't accomplished anything yet. We're just trying to keep our head above water. But I think I used this, this phrase before it's like, um, anxiety fueled optimism. It's, it's what I've got right now. I've got a strong sense of optimism for what can potentially happen. And that is fuel. That optimism is completely fueled by this anxiety that's through the body 24 seven. Like what if it doesn't work? How would, how much do I need to do? What do I need to sell? How much do I need to keep the business alive? And that is what, you know, creates, I guess that the confidence that there could be something that positive that can come from this. And, that's where uh, I can't wait to, you know, one day be able to say as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, as a partner, as a, as a businessman, I've, I'm somebody who's um, been through this. And, you know, I, I think it's a, for people in my generation, um, not having really experienced things like, you know, the Great Depression or any kind of, you know, the GFC didn't really hit us with the same sort of magnitude that we're already seeing now. So, this is going to be a very um, massive test for entrepreneurs across the country. And it's more important not to see who has the most money, but how people will um, present themselves in their business during this time. It's going to be very important because I think right now it's, it's almost like the friend of yours that calls you after something tragic happens. You'll always remember that because, you know, while you were feeling the way you were feeling, there was a few people that did reach out and, and spoke to you. And, and the same thing sort of applies for me and, and this business is that athletic HQ is now has to have a, a personality of, its own. It has to be known as something inside the community as a place that you exercise, a place that you stay healthy, a place that offers opportunity to everybody. Um, and that's a kind of a personality that, that I've had, uh, I want this, you know, business and brand to exude. And that's when these, uh, free, um, live trainings began on Instagram. And so I started doing free training at midday, uh, via Instagram channels, just putting it on live and seeing how we go with participation and seeing what the reaction was. Um, and it's been absolutely fascinating. The amount of people who, particularly local individuals, people who are in the Blackburn area already or people who are friends of current clients accessing the studio, interacting with the studio that had never done so before. And it's and of course, you have a lot more time at home and a lot more um, energy focused onto certain things. Perhaps people have a little bit more time on their hands if they've got a little less work to do and um but nevertheless, I've been able to connect with people from all over the, you know, Whitehorse community that two weeks ago wouldn't have, you know, seen the studio. And better yet, two weeks ago, I wouldn't have been running the virtual classes online. Uh, and this all just goes to show how much, you know, things can change and how much you can innovate and lessons that you'll learn. I saw a great post from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and it had three words that I reiterate to myself almost every single day. Those three words are perspective, patience, and innovation. And I think those three words that I recite again and again really helps me get in, in line with what I need to do. Perspective is that I know people personally who've actually lost their jobs or been put in a very, very tight financial situation because of this already. I also, the perspective is that I have family who are healthy and that can, can contact me and that I can contact them. And that is more than can be said about some countries around the world at this stage. Um, perspective that I have the ability to continue to train, uh, to trade and do things just in a different manner is, is you know, different from losing the jobs completely and things like that. And 
where patience comes into it is that knowing very early on that this was not going to be a two-week thing where I just had to find a Band-Aid that would help, knowing that this is going to be months of, you know, potential work and grind and um, and obviously months after that to come because of, you know, the impact that it's going to have, um, that's where patience comes into it. So while I'm doing all these things, recording this podcast today, everything about, you know, these first few weeks in this crisis has been about being patient, understanding that consumers also need time to process what changes are being made to your business and people need time to sort out their lives and their schedules. And there's so many things from a business perspective when you're dealing with, you know, sales and wanting to build up the business that you have to take into consideration. So patience is huge. And the last one is innovation. And innovation is not just meaning that you go online. And although that is uh, a, a fundamental part of the change that's going to happen within our service offering. It's innovation in the way that you think, innovation in the way that you behave, innovation in the way that you review your uh, finances, your abilities, your time. It's innovation in the way that you, um, you know, signify what's important to you and what you're grateful for. So it's one thing just to say that we should all be grateful for what we have, but it's another thing to really um, change the way that you you know, work through your day. What have I learned so far within these 10 days is, is crazy, is, is just so dramatic. It's so, um, you're learning what things you thoroughly enjoy, what things give you energy and therefore trying to lean towards doing more of those things. For me, I get more energy from running a free virtual class on social media where I'm actually participating in the class that gives me more, um, you know, vibrant energy than I would get from say coming up with the pricing scheme for a new product offer. So it's about potentially thinking, okay, well, if I put more energy into things that are delivering on this, you know, platform, it can act as a, you know, as a way to get clients to the studio or get them aware of the brand. And I actually enjoy doing it. So I could double down on that. Um, it also showed me that, uh, mornings versus night times. I've always known that I struggled getting up at 4.30 in the morning to get to the studio. But now that I've got some days where I'm starting a little bit later, I'm really reaping the benefits uh, from having a more sustained energy release throughout the day and um, and being able to work into later parts of the night. Um also valuing just simple things like having, you know, the house in order. I know that that's a huge one for some of you guys that are at home that have time, you know, up your sleeve and maybe the house is spotless and just, you know, you've, you've almost done lap after lap and there's nothing left to do. For me, just the simple relief of stress to have the house in some working order, to have just that laundry done or the beds made properly or the just having that... Um, these essentials has become so uh, important for stress management, particularly, you know, when all this craziness is happening, my partner and I are, are barely home. We leave the house at first thing in the morning and we're back somewhere in the evening and it's, it's 18 hours in the studio or thereabouts. And we're just going hard trying to deliver, you know, a better service and, and a new service to our clients. So it's been interesting to say the least, but that's why with you guys, perspective, patience, and innovation, I highly suggest that you think about those three words and try and have that perspective on on what, what is truly amazing, whether it is that you have your job still, that you're able to earn a wage, whether it's that you've had people that you can contact, whether that 
people that you know are, are healthy and they have not contracted the coronavirus to date. These are huge reasons to be grateful. Um, grateful that you ha- can have access to food. If it's the food that you actually enjoy eating and you can afford to pay for it, this is you know an incredible thing to be grateful for. Um, patience is is going to be the biggest key player here because I think everybody is you know saddling up for a two week or three week you know uh, lockdown or things of that nature but I think that we've got months and months ahead of you know changes in the way that we do things and and that's going to be something that we just need to be aware of that every time we're waking up just taking it one day at a time and not trying to think that once this week's over I can't wait for this week to be over and things like that so the last one innovation Uh, obviously it seems obvious but for some people to innovate in new ways really reassess what you have the material things in your life do you need them? Can you be a bit more, um, you know, minimal in what we have in the house? Also, innovate the way that we act with people. We, we aren't able to shake hands and hug at the moment, but are we able to give back to our communities and to our loved ones and to people that are in our areas or people that are affected? Are we able to give back and do something that is unusual or out of character because we have more time or at least a different schedule? So, if we are fortunate enough to have, you know, some stable income or some healthy family members, is there something that we can do to support those, whether it's starting a post or saying thank you to, you know, particular workers who are on the front line or just texting out people you that you haven't spoke to in a while and making sure that they're okay. Maybe it's just a phone call. It can be anything as simple as that all the way through to, you know, giving out groceries and, you know, toilet rolls to people that don't have them. If you happen to have a supply, as funny as this is going to sound in future reference for for the future people listening to this podcast there was a time where toilet paper was you know the biggest asset that you could find in the supermarket and a lot of people went with that so um yeah i hope that this not only is going to serve as a good um reflection for me to look back and listen to this podcast because i think it's going to be a very pivotal point in time maybe give you guys an insight into what Um, is going on at Athletic HQ and a little bit about uh, me and what I'm working towards and what we're working through. But lastly, hopefully you get some value around the mindset that I'm trying to adopt and just those words to keep reiterating in our head and just, you know, keep the perspective, patience and innovation at the forefront because that's the things that we can control. And it's really important that in times where we feel like we're completely out of control and and not able to to do what we want to do is that we employ the types of mindsets that remind us of what we are in control with and and really try and double down on those because that's going to have the greatest impact on, I know for me personally, even recording this podcast now, that was something I could control. I was, you know, I was downstairs at the studio still just brainstorming ideas and trying to just rattling things around, creating that anxiety-fueled optimism but it wasn't getting anything done. And then I thought there is no reason why I can't record this podcast now and, and put this sort of information out there. And I think that I, you guys might be able to get some benefit, but most importantly, it's going to help me just produce content and, and, be creative, which is what I enjoy doing. So I hope that everybody that's listening to this, um, you know, makes it through this time and is, is taking care of one another is getting in contact with those that we care about and doing the right thing, um, by us. So, Uh, I appreciate you all. I hope you're nothing but the best. 
as always, if you have any questions or if you're going through a bit of a tough time and you need somebody to reach out to, please feel free to email um, us at the studio at info at athletichq.com.au and we can try and help you with anything or set you up with one of our training programs that maybe might help you out um, stay fit and healthy in this time. And most importantly, be safe, everybody. So until next time, I can't wait to record the next podcast episode. And I also can't wait to have you guys back in the studio one more time. Thanks.